Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Ben Reichley is directly across from me. Oh, blue, blue night. Huh, huh, huh. Are you getting excited? Oh, high school football. This place is a hubbub of activity. High school football tonight. People coming in for equipment and testing and setting stuff up in the backyard here and uh, testing it. And you hear this. You I walk heard, by every studio. You hear this. Test, test, test. Check, check, test. Well, they, they haven't gotten the equipment out since last November. <laughs> well, it, it no, the equipment goes out uh, pretty regularly oh, for remotes right. and remotes. festivals okay. and things. But uh, it's the people that are going to be running uh, it tonight. Got, Don't get yeah, out as got, often. Yeah, we'll talk about it towards the end of the show. But boy, it's a great. And, and what? A, and I happen to have a residence near the complex of the Seals Educational System, so I see the young folks going to school. Usually, give them a thumbs up or a wave. 95% of them all wave back. Uh, young folks, uh, sometimes the backpacks look like they weigh more than them mm. at times. But, uh, no, the young ones are back uh, going to school. And uh, tonight uh, the high school football starts. And uh, remember, though, there are some other sports called field hockey, cross-country, soccer that are also going on. Mm-hmm. And and a particular interesting sport, golf. Okay. And um, let me ask you about Broad Street and Sealands Grove during back-to-school time in the morning. Is that normal? That's that that busy? Is that the new oh, normal? It's, it's been chaotic for, uh, I'm going to say, when they shut down, and, and this is other school districts too, when they shut down the elementary schools that were in their hometowns. Right. The auxiliary Jackson schools. Jackson Penn and... Chapman. Uh, yeah, and then they brought the buses in. There used to be a circle in the front, uh, and there still is in front of the Seals Grove High School that used to have, I think when I was in high school, 17 or 18 buses, maybe 13 or 14. Uh, they're up to almost 30 buses now. Okay. But, but that happened in other school districts also. But that makes Broad Street uh, probably 10% of the problem that Danville has in front of their middle school. Oh, that's great. Well, that's gridlock up there. That's a 20-minute late wait. If you, uh, one of our good listeners says uh, she gets in line at right around uh, 20 minutes to 8, and she she is to the 54 light, which you may get a red light there, too, at 8 o'clock. Yeah. And then in the office by 10 after. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's well, a crazy situation. What will situation. For those folks, when the bypass is finished, there might be a chance that they could take the bypass, catch up 80, come down 54, and be at Geisinger or those... You know, those destinations Mm -hmm. there east before you get through those red lights. She's timed it out a couple times. Gasoline consumption and time-wise, still better to go wait in line. 
So, well, you can also relax. You can read the paper. You can listen to WKOK and, uh, you know, maybe uh, take a couple deep breaths and relax. Movie Mike is her favorite uh, feature at that time. All right. So welcome on board, everybody. It's the WKOK live telephone talk show. We've got nearly open phones today at 930 this morning. Our fabulous producer, Rob Center, is going to call Leonard Steinhorn, the political analyst from CBS, who is a professor of history and communication at American University. So we'll be talking to him about uh, all things uh, politic that are going on in the world. So we're glad to say we have that opportunity. But nearly open phones between then. That'll be interesting. Yeah, I guess I'm not going to put my uh, creed out that the callers who have called this week, let's have new callers. No, Today, don't do that. Because we have two of them. Two, two, probably, two I'm going to guess, fabulous. already called in this week. Two of our fabulous uh, f- past first-time callers on the line now. All right. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Do as I've done. Start a brand-new truck search at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. You can call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Uh, we do have two callers standing by us. Uh, Dan is the first of those. Good morning, sir. Thank you so much for calling in. You're on the mark. Good morning. Uh, did you see uh, Biden's uh, response to Peter Ducey uh, yesterday about, you know, why he did what he did and what's I, going on over there? And I did not. Well, I did, I did no, see okay. it. But they've got a little, uh, the microphone didn't come back to uh, Ducey, so you couldn't sort of hear his, his comment back. And then... Uh, the president had an interesting posture. He had his notebook, and then he sort of put his head on the notebook and let, rested his chin on the notebook. Yeah, it, it, that whole press conference, I was traveling all week. I got back. I just happened to catch that. It was a 5 o'clock press conference at, what, 525, and I, it just the optics are just horrendous for this administration. He looked. He looked about as weak as a, as as any leader can look. In, fa- just, in fairness pathetic. to the president, he 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 looked like a president that's going through a crisis. Uh, most of them have, uh, but he he just. I don't think he has enough horsepower to get through this. And I think I believe he he, he looked looked the part. He's he's a tired old person. Yeah, I mean, he went launched into, yes, I'm ultimately responsible, blah, blah, blah. But then, but Trump, you know, it's always a but Trump there. And as Ducey said, which was part of this part you could barely hear, was, but Trump isn't president anymore. You exactly. are. If I could put this out. And that's we, we, when he put his face down onto the notebook. There, there was a business scenario I knew where they had a manager who moved on to another another branch of, a, of this organization. And uh, the new one took over, and they're doing this. And if anything would go wrong, oh, it, Joe. No, Joe. Okay. Yeah. So finally, after six months, one of the workers said to the manager, saying, well, you know, Joe hasn't been here for six months. And right. there's no comment. So that's the whole scenario. And the other part is, uh, Biden talked about, the president talked about, if this was such a bad deal, 
do what you did with the other bad deals you thought. Do what you did at the southern border. Change your policy. Do what you're doing with Iran. Change the policy. You could have changed this policy. Did so, Biden say this was Trump's fault? Yesterday? I, I didn't yeah. hear the whole how he did. Okay. Yeah, well, he he implied that he he was being he was he was giving uh, giving this. They okay. were tied into this. But like gotcha. I said, southern border, Iran. They thought that. Wasn't I saw a President deal. Trump issued a statement right afterwards. It said, "See, I told you so," and uh, I thought you know. He's 100% right. He uh, strongly feels that this would not have happened on his watch and that the the deaths are on Biden's hands and that uh, President Trump would have never allowed any deaths in Afghanistan while he was uh, president. Well, I don't know, Stan, if you would say this, but things happen. You know they're going to happen. You have contingency plans, supposedly, and then you react to those. This just seems to... Put your hand in the air and say, well, you know, this was going to happen, or we thought this could have happened. Well, even I knew that ISIS-K was going to set off a bomb yesterday, so why didn't they know? Mark, you know the difference between... No, they knew. Now, now the other thing is, is it Taliban or Taliban? Because I don't know if I want (laughs) to... Taliban bananas, daylight come and me want to go. So it's the Taliban, Taliban, ISIS-K, ISIS-J, ISIS-P... Ooh, and then throw them. throw Al Qaeda in there, but you know what? As as uh, we know, we have callers. And Stan, I don't think you're an expert. Mark, you're not an expert. I'm not an expert on foreign policy. But some experts are saying all they do is change headgear, and they're playing for a different team. All right, uh, Stan, right. go ahead. You can wrap up. Go right ahead. Well, I mean, and another reporter asked him why they abandoned Bagram Airfield, all right, which was a secure base, which was, from everything I understand, it's it's a modern airfield, multiple runways, you know, secure location, and they abandoned it. And and the reporter asked him why, and he basically, through the military, he says they came to him, uh, he asked them, or they said that it wasn't necessary to keep them, basically. They didn't need to do that. We could do it without it. And you know, the other part of that, too, is Bagram Air Base had a prisoner. They had a prison there. A huge prison. Go ahead, Yeah, and Taliban left them all out when they they took it over. And 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 they took all our equipment. You know, the billions and billions of dollars of equipment. The vehicles, the the rifles. You know, Biden's and I'll put this out there. Biden's just trying to restrict the American citizens' right to own firearms. And what does he do? Turns over hundreds of, well, I guess it was tens of thousands of rifles and weapons, full auto stuff. You know, the stuff that we're not supposed to have, he says, to the terrorist organization known as Taliban. Well, do they so also? Have- I don't want to hear anything that these uh, Biden supporters have to say. You know, I know, I know. Tom and E. B. will get on here and say, "Well, Biden's doing a great job." Well, I know better. Right. All right. So they, there's no excuse for it, and they can't. I don't know how they could defend something like well, this. Well, does the Taliban or Taliban have more Blackhawk <laughs> helicopters than Australia? Because that's well, the word that, on the street. I've heard that, and I don't. I don't know the numbers because I don't know what. You know, but they have a lot. Now, whether they can fly them, which evidently they can fly them because there's reports that they are flying some of them. Now, whether they have enough pilots to be able to fly them all, well, that's questionable. But they also don't have, you know, once they run out of spare parts, because there's probably spare parts there for them, and whether they have the technicians that can repair them, that's questionable, too. But the Chinese will come in and help them, because the Chinese will be able to figure that stuff well, the out. Russians, the they Russians probably already right have them reverse-engineered. Yeah, right. but, but Sam, what you said about the air base is 200% right. That was the pivot point, and when they gave that up, those military people who suggested that, why are they still employed? All right, well, yeah, but that's well. And my my thing is though, did they really tell him that? 
That's All true, right. too. We yeah. will never know for sure. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dan. Appreciate the call. Thanks for calling in. Thank very, you. Very much appreciate it. Mike, last <laughs> caller before a quick break. Go ahead, sir. You are on the mark. Yeah, for the I'm I'm Mike from uh, Bloomsburg. I don't know if you said that. Anyway, uh, I voted for Donald Trump. I was very uh, proud of my decision, and like many other Trump supporters, uh, we we made it uh, known that we voted for him, and we thought he was a great guy for for doing the job that needed to be done. And for the last five years, you know, people like myself have been called racist, uh, anti-science, bigots, haters, and cult members. Okay, and, and it, constantly. You know, you see it everywhere, and and even on the on the news, they they insinuate those things about people like myself. Well, here here's my reality. Well, what what's so special about yourself that you get called those things? <laughs> because they're simply that the common denominator is that we are vocal and adamant in our support for Donald Trump and the approach that he took for leading this country. Okay, now the the, the points I want to make is. Right now, I'm being called uh, a racist on the media because I do not want the refugees from Afghanistan to come to the United States. But the, the meme that they say is because I don't want brown voters because they're going to vote Democrat. Well, here's the reality. Those uh, uh, refugees were originally supposed to go to the bases in South Korea and Japan, our bases there, where they would have been vetted. But guess what? They, it, the decision, these people that are uh, advising Biden... That, that's not necessary. But the reality is behind, this is my reality behind that decision is, okay, they're taken out of Afghanistan, and once they get to those bases in Korea and Japan, the likelihood that they will end up back here has been reduced. So the people in control of Biden says, no, we can bring them here, it's safe, all right? We don't have the risk. But the, the real reality is, once they were overseas in other locations, it reduces the probability, and they want them here for the purpose of voting Democrat. That's the way I believe it. And uh, finally, hold, 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 finally, hold, let, Mike, me finish, Mike, let me finish, let me finish, because I want to rant. If go, Donald go, Trump go. was president and this had happened, one of the memes would be that you voted for Trump. The death of those Americans are on you because you voted for him. Well, you know what I say? The death of the Americans are on the people Two, two, two groups of people. One, the ones that voted for Biden. And secondly, the people that told Biden that what he was doing in the administration couldn't be, couldn't be done properly. And they're making excuses for him now. And they haven't resigned in shame. Those people are also responsible. And the people that voted for you know, Biden so that he could appoint them. So you know what? Right now, I want to turn the, the shoe around, put it on the other foot, and I want to pay all those people that criticize people like me for the last five years and say, you know what, look in the mirror. I'm done. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mike. Yeah, thanks Thanks for calling in. Really appreciate okay. it. Thanks for checking in. 1-800-795-9565. Concerns about uh, Afghans coming to the U.S. without being uh, vetted properly, uh, probably for COVID and, uh, I guess, terror ties or whatever else the vetification involves has uh, come up. Plus, uh, this is certainly the low point in President Biden's administration, 13 U.S. 
uh, armed forces members killed in one day, 10 of whom U.S. Marines. So that's certainly a uh, low point in the Biden administration. And lots of folks uh, pointing fingers, including yeah, the uh, Biden voters like myself, uh, saying, hey, you, you got to lead with leadership. Uh, there's there's just no second sentence for folks who have supported President Biden who say, you know, I, I mean, I can't say, well, you know, I'm sure people died in the Middle East under President Trump or, you know, I'm sure President Trump said it best yesterday. I told you so that this is, you know, you think if you vote for President Biden, uh, you're going to get weak leadership. And that's what has happened. And as a result, this has uh, uh, it has turned deadly for U.S. soldiers. ISIS-K existed long before yesterday. They didn't pop up. And Americans knew that they were going to do a bombing. We knew here in the U.S. they were going to do a bombing. So uh, obviously well, was, it wasn't pre- prevented. But they lost, they lost all the intelligence. L- look how they've done the pullout. They've pulled things, you know, I want to say bass awkward. <laughs> they, they did it wrong. They took the intelligence, the military, all that infrastructure out, shut down the air base. That was basically a city in itself. We talked earlier, I had a prison. Those prisoners were released. And now you have what you have. I mean, you don't have total chaos. I mean, this is uh, this is uh, even above Maxwell Smart chaos. This this is out there that is you, you couldn't make this scenario up, and they have. And the other thing I would say to the caller is, most of these Afghani refugees are somewhat allies with the. They're trying they're trying to to put plateaus in that you get the Americans out, you get the American. Afghanis out, dual citizenships, then you get the allies of the U.S. military that helped them out. So I'm not so concerned about the uh, voting part. The uh, southern border, you can make a uh, statement for that. But this is, this is a bit different. But how do you vet them? That's a tough one. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. What's your view on this? Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We're getting some great analysis from folks in the know about uh, what's really happening in Afghanistan. So we'd love to talk to you. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. It is an open day. We can talk about anything you wish today, nearly anything you want. Uh, so give us a call. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You can email us at on the mark at WDKOK. And you can do as one individual has done, and that's uh, text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Don't forget Leonard Steinhorn at 9.30 this morning, the political analyst from CBS. 
if uh, President Biden's going to dig himself out from this, it's going to be a, a tough road to hoe. I'm, I'm not sure what the next sentence is. I know the only thing that... Uh, next sentence might be, unfortunately, President Harris. All right. So uh, the uh, one individual says President Trump had more deaths in Afghanistan than... President Biden did, but uh, President Trump had four years, and of course, we unfortunately we lost U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan. That's, well, you know, that's true to say, but we didn't lose 13 in one day. No, I mean this is well, uh, it's interesting. Ridiculous. The number, the number 13. The Russians said 13 right after this happened, within hours. Mm -hmm. It took us half a day maybe longer to get to 13. It was 12, 12, 13. But early on, the Russians said 13 American military okay. personnel. So, so Fill in the vacuum. Again, where, where, <laughs> Thank is, you, where is our intelligence? Where, Russia so, and some, China. Something is not, uh, not right over there. Something stinks, and it's not the cheese in Denmark. One of our listeners says, Mike from Bloomsburg is 100% correct. President Biden and the people who put him in the White House are responsible for these deaths. Well, the president made a comment before he took uh, Ducey's questions that uh, I think it was his favorite or one of his favorite reporters in the uh, in the press pool. <laughs> so he, he sort of set him up, and then I think uh, Ducey sort of uh, maybe, maybe was a little harsher than uh, the president wanted to be on the question. All right, we got a caller on the line. Good morning. Go right ahead. You are on the air. Good morning. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, Mark. Mark, good luck with you and your new truck, Jim from Shemokin. <laughs> Thank you. All Mark, right. Did you see last night on the 11 o'clock news, but maybe you were in bed by then because you get up early, uh, two uh, plane loads of Afghanis are supposed to land in Philadelphia and then I guess Governor Wolf, according to Jim Gardner, is going to try and vet them in all 67 counties. You mean place them throughout the state? Yes, sir. Now, precisely what would a ref, an Afghan refugee do, let's say, in Sullivan County, in Tioga County? County or, I mean, there's, really, there's no work up there, first of Here, all. Let's, but go to, let's go to Greene County and, right. uh, you know, have at it. All right. But anyway, that okay. That was on uh, Channel 13, which is Philadelphia on the right. service electric Abs uh, absolutely. channels. And, uh, and how long has Jim Gardner been at that? He's been there since the 80s. Well, I yeah. interned there in 1986, and he'd been there for a while. Yeah, he'd already had gray hair and had been there a while. Indeed. So he, he's got to be 80-something. Is that something. the same channel where the guy, the weather guy stands out on the highway and gives the weather report uh, <laughs> out there on the Schuylkill? Uh, and a lot City Line went, Avenue? Uh, and a lot went buying to be yeah. impeached. And I think it was on Laura Ingram. Uh, buying is the toothless tiger. Okay. Well, there's something to be said. Yeah, for he that. took a beating. I watched Hannity last night. Boy, oh boy, they had they used every name in the book for him. Although his favorite stick is the dementia uh, references, so uh, right. that was prevalent last night. All right, thank you so much for calling in. Glad yes, to hear sir, from and you. I hope you uh, good luck with your truck and good morning, Ben. And good morning. Uh, I liked listening to all of you and uh, Cindy. 
sometime, Mark, it ha- you should have Cindy on as your co-host. Uh, she's been in a couple times in the past. We can have her back, definitely. Yep, well, uh, she, she's a good. She does a good job. All right, thank you so much. Appreciate the call. Yes, sir. All right, you one of us. We have a new truck. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Didn't you see that red tuna boat out oh, there? Oh, is it out there? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Bigger than the uh, Ranger and bigger than the old Ranger and uh, better gas mileage. It's the okay. strangest thing. Okay. <laughs> All right. One of our good listeners sends us a note. Tom says, Stan and Ben are amazing. How do you stop a person willing to blow themselves up? I'm sure they could do it. As far as weapons and equipment, Trump took 83% of the remaining troops out and should have taken that equipment out also. Now there's nobody to take it out. Mark, you're Ben's puppet. Hmm. Well, I think uh, the emailer might have some information misdirected. The, the scenario of leaving the equipment was for the Afghan army to be able to use. However, contingency plans on if they don't use it, what do you do? And we're back to Bagram Air Force Base. Uh, just astonishing. And what military people talked about shutting that down, and that would be a, uh, a, a good uh, point to implement to get this uh, pullout going. Th- those people should be resigning, or they should be fired. Uh, this makes no sense. And this is CNN, MSNBC, Fox, uh, PBS, uh, BBC America talking about why did you shut that base down. One of our listeners, Doug, says, is all this mess worth it? All the Trump haters who hated his words and how he acted is what's going on now worth getting the mean orange man out? The absolute debacle in Afghanistan, the mess at our border, and Biden begging OPEC for more oil because he stopped drilling in the U.S.? Stop with the Trump got us into this mess nonsense. Anyone with half a brain knows that would have never happened like it would have never happened like this under Trump. The fact is, the Taliban and other terrorist organizations over there see our so-called leader is weak and don't respect us now. But hey, at least we don't have that horrible bully orange man in the White House anymore. Right, Mark? Yes, Doug, you are absolutely right. We, we will always be better off without him. There's yeah, no argument about, about that. People talk about our allies and our allies. Our allies now are scratching their heads going, what... What in the world is going on in Washington, D.C.? Because the frustration between, you know, you have the parliament, the British parliament calling calling out Biden, and you also have now uh, Boris Johnson making comments and going to the paper before the, the U.S. even comes out with information. So... It's, it's, it's a circus down in Washington right now. To be continued, we're going to continue this discussion during the 9 a.m. hour. Nearly open phones. Give us a buzz. 1-800-795-9565. Email on the mark at WKOK.com. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. 
Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the Mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Ben is across from me, a fine uh, local salesperson for a fine uh, local <laughs> supplier of underground infrastructure supplies. A huge footprint over in Sealands Grove. I drove by the other day and it takes about 20 minutes to get past it. Uh, huge big trucks and tons of valves and pipes and things and uh, a, quiet, a, toilet. a quiet company doing loud things. A hundred something op owners. Oh no, 200 something. 242 plus or minus. ESOP and you have uh, you've been around the country. Have you been around the world for your company yet? Uh, not this. Other businesses yes but uh, not, not this quite one. this one but no. Uh, a quiet company doing loud things and uh, if you're water comes on and your toilet flushes, you're probably pretty happy. But we're only part of it. you got a lot of local municipalities, a good group up in State College this week with the Pennsylvania Rural Water, well represented by the uh, the, uh, professionals. Well represented. Well represented by the professionals from uh, Sunbury, Sunbury Municipal. The the gentleman up there learned a lot, did a lot. And actually won some door prizes. Yep, we got some new executive director at the Sunbury Municipal Authorities doing a fabulous but, job. But uh, no, we're just part of it. And as you saw when they tore up Northumberland, you saw the uh, underground infrastructure and how complicated it is. And unfortunately, underground, out of sight, forgotten at times, but uh, very important. And uh, we, we just do a part of it. And we're hoping that uh, some of this legislation will be positive to the water industry, wastewater, and stormwater. Well, and I remember in Norway they were finding pipes they didn't know were, that weren't on the utility maps, and so they and you know they tap on them and hopefully not break them while digging. But if they found them, listen to them, figure out what they were, where they were gone, and they found you know active current pipes of things that just Mark, weren't on the maps. There's pipes in this country in certain parts <laughs> of, of of the country, mostly here in the Northeast, maybe Upper Midwest, that uh, are still wooden. Mm. Oh, well, they found brick conduits, yeah. you know, that uh, not wooden ones. Found a uh, huge vault uh, mm-hmm. where you come off the uh, Priestley Bridge. Uh, and uh, when we asked the fellows on the scene, it was all men at that time. Mindy wasn't there yet, Mindy Forsman. Uh, we asked what, what goes in that vault, and you know what he said? We have no idea. Uh, there's, yeah, I do remember that story, but, but the, what, what's interesting is the, the people who worked, and I was going to say mostly men at that time, you we were talking back in the 18, late 1800s, early 1900s, but anyway, when the infrastructure started to get put together, books might have been kept or might have been kept in their head when somebody passed away or retired or went away. Some of that knowledge didn't now the tracking systems that are out there but uh, no and, and big doings on uh, Reagan Street they're getting the stormwater situation worked right, out and they there. finished on Reagan incredibly fast yeah, they Great did job a very there. nice job they worked weekends but no yeah subsurface infrastructure when you ride it's a big deal ride on the roads but what's underneath is important too all right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. We're enjoying open phones. We are still doing our analysis of the Afghanistan deaths and President Biden's leadership. So we uh, invite you to weigh in on this. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. I think President Trump said it best yesterday. I would have never let this happen. 
not on my watch. So there's something to chew on. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Do please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com if you wish to weigh in on our topics today. And you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM, and that uh, brings your text right to us. So we would love to hear from you uh, via text. you got to put the letters OTM on the message first, and then uh, that would go into the right basket here. So that gives us an well, opportunity uh, to hear from you. Why don't we just have them text, text to your phone, and it'll be a lot easier. My personal phone. <laughs> well, fi- some people do that. different texts. Uh, yeah, we had... This is uh, too hard. Mark, technology, I have a little saying, technology needs to work for me. I don't need to work for technology. This should be easier for you. one 800 you're watching me trying to hone in on these texts. Yeah, it's, uh, we have a, a new uh, computer glitch that we're trying to work around here. But we got it. We got the text. We got one so far. We'll take more comers. What's Our, in the news? We do have some news. Uh, U.S. Congressman Fred Keller yesterday weighing in on the terror attack at the Kabul airport. He said, quote, Responsibility for the chaos currently unfolding in Afghanistan rests squarely with President Biden. President Biden's weak leadership and misguided efforts to negotiate with terrorists contributed to the loss of American life. This catastrophe was entirely avoidable, and President Biden must be held accountable, unquote. U.S. Senator Bob Casey said his thoughts and prayers are with the families of all those involved, killed or injured. He said, quote, this is a devastating attack on Afghans and Americans trying to flee for their lives, and the U.S. force is working day and night to evacuate as many people as possible. American troops are carrying out their mission despite numerous threats and challenges. We owe it to them to do everything we can to bring them home safely, unquote. You can read their full statements at WKOK.com. Fifty years in the making yesterday, a former state senator and Sunbury native was honored Thursday at the Shikolami State Park Marina. Dara Mitchell was there. Former state senator Franklin Curry was celebrated Thursday at the observation area overlooking the Susquehanna River. Curry Point was named in his honor in 2016. Observers said it's been 50 years since Senator Curry drafted the historic amendment to Pennsylvania's Constitution that guaranteed environmental rights for generations to come. In honor of that achievement, dignitaries from throughout the valley gathered at Curry Point in the Shikolimi State Park Marina Thursday. DCNR Secretary Cindy Adams-Dunn says the naming of Curry Point has special meaning based on a famous picture of Curry holding bottles of clean and polluted water. Curry Point is where the West Branch and the North Branch of Susquehanna come together. So it represents clean water, and it's in a state park which represents the public trust, lands owned by the citizens of Pennsylvania. So it's a big day today. Joining the celebration was former Pennsylvania Supreme Court Chief Justice Ron Castile, who wrote a 158-page decision in a landmark case in Washington County to uphold Curry's legislation several years ago. I think people that here see the beauty of Shikolimi Park and they realize the work that Franklin Curry has done, not just for here, but for the whole state with that constitutional amendment that he sponsored that's going to live in history. Curry thanked his wife and the many others who have helped him through the years. His remarks were followed by a standing ovation. I'm absolutely excited and humbled by this. I had no idea that anything I did when I went to the legislature would have such a memorial 50 years later. Curry compared politics to a game of football. He said it's not a one-man sport. You need lots of teammates to get things done. You can hear the entire Curry Point commemoration ceremony on the WKOK podcast page. For News Radio 1070 WK.
WKOK. I'm Dara Mitchell. Associated Press reporting whether students and staff should be required to mask up in Pennsylvania schools will remain a local decision, at least for now. Uh, after top Republican lawmakers Thursday rejected Democratic Governor Tom Wolf's call for a statewide mask mandate in our schools, the majority of districts are not requiring masks as students return to class and just 36% of Pennsylvania residents between the ages of 12 and 17 are fully vaccinated. According to recent federal data, children under 12 are not eligible for the COVID-19 Republican, or the, the vaccine, that is. Republican leaders acknowledge that coronavirus cases are again surging across the state, but said that local leaders are best positioned to respond to the pandemic. And we talked about the citizenship of babies born on U.S. military transport jets, uh, so far three, and uh, the military says that the citizenship is goes to the country of origin of the mother. So if he, if it was an American being evacuated, she, she, that child would be an American. Uh, likewise, uh, or an Afghan parent or whomever it might be. Well, to that end, the parents of a little girl on a U.S. military aircraft after they were evacuated from Afghanistan have named her Reach. The name is for the radio call sign of the aircraft that flew them from Qatar to Ramstein Air Base in Germany. An Air Force general who announced the news says he hopes the little girl will someday become a U.S. citizen who becomes a fighter pilot. I think that was Reach 17 or Reach, there's a number there. So if you're flying out of Afghanistan and you're on your way to Germany, you're over a country. Uzbekistan, whatever, however, Turkey, whatever, whatever way you took to right, go. you're in their airspace, so it's uh, their territory. Yeah, so, c- do you become a citizen of that country? No, but uh, they say no. So, so it doesn't go up. It's the mom's citizenship. Okay. Well, the air, okay. you know, it's airspace is airspace. Know. It's like mineral rights. It's just you know, it goes up and down. Mm-hmm. So, but they say not true. You know, and like if you're flying from Mexico to Canada and you give birth in the air over the U.S. over the, Nebraska, right? The child's not a, a uh, U.S. citizen. It's whomever the mom's from, so who knows? All right, 1-800-795-9565. Uh, we'll take a quickie break. When we come back, I would like to elaborate about the Sunbury Motor Company that has given me some wonderful vehicles to drive around in. I'm going to tell you about one momentarily. But call us now. We are second-guessing President Biden's decision-making in Afghanistan and making hay on the fact that some U.S. soldiers died, and we are gaining strong political points by uh, doing exactly what President Trump did yesterday in a video statement saying, I told you so, and proclaiming that the death of those U.S. soldiers and hundreds of other people are on your hands if you voted for President Biden. What's your response? 1-800-795-9565. We'd love to hear from you. The only response we had uh, yesterday was some folks said, hey, lots of folks died on Trump's watch, too. But I'll tell you what, never, 13, never 13 in one day. Well, in Afghanistan, not everywhere in the U.S. 1-800-795-9565. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you 
you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC Way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza Sunbury and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Hey, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565. Al from Norris, ready to go. Good morning, sir. You are on the mark. Go right ahead. Good morning. Uh, thanks for taking my call. And uh, I got some gloom and doom because we're going to end up with a bunch of hostages in Afghanistan. And um, I saw a video the other day what they did to... Uh, the soldiers, the, uh, the uh, Afghanistan, Afghanistan soldiers, uh, they lined them up and they walked down behind them and blew their brains out. Just a whole room of them, 51 seconds of it, and then they all opened fire. And the Taliban really doesn't take prisoners. But they're going to have hostages and there's kidnappings going on. And then to top it all off, we gave the Taliban a list of people that they're supposed to let in, the U.S. citizens and the people that are helping us, which is basically turned into their calling a kill list. So that's what we're dealing with, and this nation started it and uh, by pulling out the way we did, and the British are the ones that told us that they're going to bomb, that there was a uh, bombing's going to happen yesterday. The well, British- you know why that is, Al, because the British and other quote-unquote allies, have left their intelligence people there. We pulled ours out. No, we have nothing. We, we botched this, and we look like a weak nation, and we're supposed to be the most powerful nation on Earth. And right now, other facts that are going on that I hear from people that are there calling into the other shows I listen to, they found three bed, dead babies in the Constantine wire that didn't quite make the toss over to the Marines that were going to try and catch them. And then there's fathers shooting their daughters for fear of what's going to happen to their daughters once we pull out completely. They'll be, they'll be, uh, this may end up worse than, I don't want to sound dramatic, but with hostages and not knowing how many U.S. citizens are there, this could end up worse than 9 11. And it's going to be a disgrace on our country that we're going to have a hard time getting out of the way we left all our allies, the British, the French, everybody just hanging, the Turks. Uh, Well, the Turks, I believe, are out on Saturday, but that could change. But, again, look at uh, where's General Mealy? Where's the Joint Chiefs of Staff? You've got uh, Secretary of Defense Austin that doesn't look like he knows whether to wind his watch or go down the hall to the restroom. I mean, when these people come on, they're they're just so utterly (laughs) unprepared in some ways, but there's nothing to prepare for because it's a debacle. I heard him say they couldn't direct a two-car funeral. Well, you know, it's, it's sad, but the, it, it, it didn't have to happen, and the Biden administration 
was looking for this to have a photo op on 9-11 that they pulled out and and if it wasn't right it wasn't right if if the trump administration if donald trump set something up and it wasn't going to work hey you seem not to like the southern border you seem not to like our energy policy you seem not to like our economic policy you took you seem not to like the iranian policy you seem to take steps to change those he sounds like he's a very dangerous man for the opposite team. Um, it, no, it's I, sad, I, and I, I would say to you, it's it's going to get worse before this gets better. And this thirty, you know, like one, said, this could get worse with the hostage situation. Those people are going to be in their homes, trapped. They're going to starve. They're going to need water. They're going to need medical attention, and they aren't going to get any of that. It, it's just going to get worse and worse. And like I said, I watched the video for fifty-one seconds, and they must have fired. 5,000 bullets into the 20 guys they had laying on the ground there, and the dust and the blood and Mm. everything was just flying. All right, we got you, Al. Thank you so much for calling in. I really appreciate your viewpoints. Thank you for being part of our show today. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cindy, you are on the mark. Thank you so much. Last caller before we talk to Leonard Steinhorn. Please go right ahead. Good morning, gentlemen. You know, Mark, I I was... uh, A few weeks ago, you made a comment about imagine being the last uh, service person killed when as we exit from Afghanistan, and that those words haunted me yesterday when I got a call that this had happened. Just haunted me. I thought I had hoped that we could have just packed up our bags and left peacefully. They've made a terrible mistake in attacking us. But this is what I want to say to my good friends and neighbors. You know, we this is a terrible thing that's happened. And we have choices about how we react, and I'm asking you to react in a positive way. And that positive way is to reach out and lift up the families and the service members who have died and who have been severely injured. We have mechanisms in this country, charities, that uh, directly assist these people who are terribly injured, and I ask you to consider making a contribution. in an effort to help the, the soldiers, the sailors, the Marines in this case, who need our assistance. Well, yeah, you can uh, designate a donation to the Red Cross saying you wish every penny of this donation to go directly to uh, the specific help for U.S. service members and families. Well, Red Cross wouldn't have been my pick, Mark, more like Tunnel to Towers. They build houses for these severely injured people. They take the mortgage off the backs of the widow or widower when the person has died in the service to our country. But, I mean, there are many opportunities in which to uh, have a more positive venting of our frustration. And I want to close with this. We, We can see from the air these helicopters, these airplanes that we left for the Afghan military, and I believe we should destroy them from the air methodically, purposefully, unequivocally destroy every single one of them. Yeah, we could probably see quite a bit of the we gave them to no longer exists, and so we should revoke them before they're used to cause greater harm. All right. Thank you so much for checking in, Cindy. Very, very much appreciate it. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Write it down. You're going to need it at about a quarter of. We'll take a quickie break. When we come back, Leonard Steinhardt on the news line. 
All right, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, we're glad to say we have asked for and received an opportunity to talk to Leonard Steinor, the CBS News political analyst, professor of communication and history at American University. And he's been talking about uh, all kinds of things uh, lately, so we appreciate uh, your call in this morning. Thank you, Professor Steinhorn. Thanks for calling in today. Well, thanks for having me. Well, very much appreciated. Uh, we're already doing an analysis of the bombing in Afghanistan, and in terms of its political impact in the U.S., is this as bad as it gets for the president? There just seems so uh, little that uh, we can say today other than, uh, uh, the, other than to repeat the things that are being said about a lack of leadership or this debacle that's unfolding. Look, this certainly is among the grimmest days of his presidency. Joe Biden wanted to get out of Afghanistan so that no more American lives would be sacrificed. And he was five days short of that because that's what happened yesterday. Um, and it's not just Joe Biden's decisions. It's American decisions dating back for 20 years. Um, and, you know, once we decided to go in there and strike at al-Qaeda, the question then became, did we really have an obligation for nation building? And could we build a nation in a country we really didn't understand? We lived through that before in Vietnam, and we weren't successful. We looked at the Soviet Union, the Russians who went into Afghanistan. They were unsuccessful. But we went in there, and we thought we could do it, and we had our vision perhaps skewed by Kabul, which is a far more, let's say, Western city than much of Afghanistan, yet the Taliban had roots in these small villages and hamlets the same way that the Viet Cong had roots in the villages and hamlets of Vietnam. So we weren't understanding the country that we were going in, and Joe Biden basically, you know, is the last man standing as President of the United States dealing with this terrible tragedy. So does this harm him politically? Of course it does. Um, he has to own the attempt to get out, the withdrawal. He has to own the chaos that's been going on. It may not have been pretty no matter who, even the smartest tactician or strategist trying to plan this. It may not have been pretty, and there may have been speed bumps and all sorts of problems. But it did happen under his watch. He has to own it. He's doing his best to complete the mission, uh, even as sad as it is right now, given what happened yesterday. But he also vowed yesterday that he will exact retribution against the people who did this. And I think the American people will be waiting, A, for whether they're able to get as many people out as possible by August 31st, and B, even though our troops won't be in Afghanistan anymore, whether we will be ready and prepared to strike back at the people who committed that heinous crime yesterday. I think in the long run, despite all of the chaos, that's going to be how he'll be judged. Yesterday on our program, we talked about the swing back and forth in the U.S. from a liberal President Obama to a, a conservative President Trump, now a liberal President Biden. Do you see that pendulum swinging back towards the conservative in a couple of two, three years? Well, look, it's early. Uh, dial back to 1991, and George H.W. Bush uh, goes into Iraq and frees Kuwait, and his numbers soar you know, in 70s, 80s, 90 percent approval because of this. Um, yet barely a year and a half later, uh, he could barely scratch 40 percent 
uh, in his reelection bid. So politics, things change quickly. You're up one day, you're down another. You make a mistake or make a poor judgment one day, and then the next day you're applauded for doing something uh, uh, that, that people like. So we're still a long way from any election right now, and there are domestic concerns that are very, very important. Obviously, the resurgence of COVID, and who is that shoulders is that going to fall on? I mean, the Republican policies in a number of states are very unpopular nationwide, um, yet will all of that still fall on Joe Biden because he's president? The economy. And then you've got those two big bills, the infrastructure bill and the big budget bill working through Congress that could have ripple effects economically throughout the country that could benefit Joe Biden. So we don't know how all of these things are going to play out. What we do know is that, and this is sad to say, but it's reality, that in terms of foreign policy, even some of the biggest problems, um, people tend to forget them in the United States, and we refocus back on what's going on within within our borders. Um, remember, it was under Gerald Ford that uh, the fall of Saigon took place and all of those terrible images, you know, the accumulation of years of our war there. And yet, even though he pardoned Richard Nixon, and even though the economy wasn't doing well, he barely lost to Jimmy Carter in 1976. So will Afghanistan be a talking point? Yes. Will the images appear and show up in Republican ads? Yes. Will people question Joe Biden's judgment or leadership or even competence? Yes, they're going to do all of those things. But Americans have short memories and short attention span, especially when it comes to foreign policy issues. So I don't know how much this sort of adds into the mix, but there are going to be lots of other things in the next couple of years to be able to figure out who gets elected in 2024. Uh, Leonard, this is Ben Reichley, uh, and I would agree with you that you have the day to week to month. You can be up and down politically, but this isn't a 2024 issue. This comes into the 2022 issue with the House and the Senate, and you look at the foreign policy issues. I would include the southern border in that. You look at the issues with some of our adversaries, China, Russia, Iran. You look at what's going on COVID-wise, as you mentioned, too. 2022 could could be a tough, tough road to hoe for, for the Democrats, particularly in the House and in the Senate. Absolutely, because midterm elections are never very kind to the incumbent president's party, exactly. um, with a couple of exceptions over the years, but they're rarely kind uh, to the incumbent president's party. Plus, add into that mix redistricting and gerrymandering that will probably advantage the Republican Party in certain states um, as they draw new districts, and so they'll get a net benefit from that. Um, so, yeah, the you know, if you're a Democrat right now, you're going, this is going to be a tough year. But on the other hand, flip it on its head. Let's say you have all of these shovel-ready projects coming into communities. Let's say you pass this budget and all of a sudden community college is something people don't, you know, can, can get for free or par parents have more child care and parental leave options and Medicare uh, opens up for dental hearing uh, and vision. Uh, that's a big benefit for senior citizens and all of those things that affect people's lives on a tangible daily basis. Um, you know, that could have an impact, too. So, again, 
we don't all know all of these things. And I'm one in politics who says, you know, the conventional wisdom today is often wrong tomorrow because events have a way, events have a way of taking over the conventional wisdom. So you're right in theory because that's exactly what the projections are and have been for midterm elections of the president's party for years, again, with some exceptions. Um, but other circumstances can get in the way. Again, think about it this way. Um, let's say we peak and start to overcome this Delta variant. Let's say the full approval of Pfizer and potentially other vaccines comes through and more people take them and there's less of a reason for people to resist uh, vaccinations. Let's say more businesses require it, more restaurants require it in certain states. Let's say those numbers do start to increase. Let's say people get booster shots um, and all of a sudden we began to look on the other side of the Delta variant and we become a healthier nation again um, and the economy starts to buzz and starts to boom, could that factor into 2022? So again, I don't know. All of these are hypotheticals, um, but I'm one of those uh, types of uh, scholars who always likes to look at the evidence before me and not necessarily the theory or the, uh, or the projection or the hypothesis because we just don't know how circumstances can change. And I go all the way back again to George H.W. Bush, who was soaring in popularity after uh, the first Iraq war, and then basically got about 38% of the vote for re-election only a year and a half later. We just don't know these things. And remember this, in 1991, no Democrat wanted to run against him. So a lot of big-name Democrats pulled out because he was too popular. All of a sudden, Bill Clinton becomes president the following year. That's true. I'll be interesting on, on this. Get your um, comments on this: is the, the the British Parliament and the British Prime Minister, and being very vocal against the president and this administration with the Afghanistan situation. Usually, an ally. I mean, that's behind the doors, behind the scenes. But they they have, they have been very vocal and out in front with. Uh, I guess, how would you politely say it, their displeasure in what uh, the president has done? Yes, look, one of the stories that we often don't tell uh, here in the United States is that other countries were involved in Afghanistan, Britain being one of the biggest uh, allies of ours there. And I think that they felt vulnerable. Um, And look, once again, if the Afghan government had held if the Afghan military had held, if, as intelligence reports suggested, not all of them, but most of them, that they could at least hold out to September, October, then the withdrawal of all these folks would have been much more seamless uh, and and well-organized. But it didn't happen that way. Uh, And so, yes, I do think everybody ought to be sort of looking at failed intelligence reports, People ought to be looking at whether our own military was giving us a glass half full uh, notion of how prepared the Afghan army was and how prepared the Afghan government was after spending billions and billions of dollars over the years. Um, and uh, so, and and if Joe Biden uh, sort of himself was looking with sort of uh, sort of rose-colored eyes about how this thing is going to work out. Yes, he needs to be held accountable on all of this, and I hope people do really investigate how all of this stuff happened uh, in Congress, because, you know, the the administration needs to be held accountable. Um, But, uh, yes, the British are upset because their own people were were sort of 
put in jeopardy, and I'm not altogether sure, again, I don't have the inside information, that they were as well brought into the planning and the implementation as they would have liked to have been. And I think that's what's really irritating them, is that, hey, don't catch us by surprise. We've been your long-term allies. So there's a lot of sort of the implementation and planning and decision-making and judgment issues that are going to have to be parsed and understood as we look back on this and hopefully never mis- make a mistake like this again. But again, even under the best of circumstances, I can't imagine this would have been an easy withdrawal from Afghanistan, particularly with the Taliban sort of closing in on Kabul. Um, it just was not going to be easy. Mistakes were going to be made, and unfortunately those mistakes have fallen upon the hundreds of Afghans and the 13 Americans who lost their lives yesterday. Well, thank you so much for your analysis and your insights and your input and, and answering these questions. We very much appreciate it. Uh, Professor Steinhorn, thank you so much for calling thank us you. today. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks so much. Leonard Steinhorn, CBS News political analyst. He's a professor of communication and an affiliate professor of history at American University. Teaches, writes, and lectures on American politics and presidential elections, the 1960s in America, baby boomers, recent American history, race relations in the U.S., so needless to say, we've checked in with him from uh, time to time, talked to him about uh, the uh, greatest generation, and not the World War II generation, the baby boomers, oh. believe it or don't. So, uh, don't, don't, I mean, his phrase is, don't count them out yet. So, uh, we appreciate checking in with him. We appreciate you listening to the following words, and that has to do with the Sunbury Motor Company. It is a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, and routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Find out more at sunburymotors.com. Do as Ben and I both do. Saddle up every morning in a brand-new vehicle from the Sunbury we Motor put, We put our company. backsides in a Sunbury Motor seat. And drive the vehicles, correct? <laughs> right, and head right in, and uh, we're happy customers. So we enjoy you to we enjoin you to do what we have done, and that's uh, put our money where our mouth is, and make sure we're driving around in a Sunbury Motor Company vehicle. Uh, I ordered mine online, but you can do the same thing. Uh, of course, it traded in the Ranger and got top dollar for that. Now we're in the F-150 and getting better gasoline mileage. So mm. obviously, technology has. Is the rumor kept true it. that uh, you and Kevin Hur went down and <laughs> signed the? In- autograph the inside of the glove compartments and there's a discount on those vehicles, whoever if you, gets if that you find those, those autographs. So, <laughs> right, yes, yeah, so w- w- there's all kinds of hidden stuff on these vehicles. So, and it's all good. So, and if uh, if you find the lost microphone bracket that's in my truck, and bring it back <laughs> to me, please. Yeah, it rolled on the floor one day when I was driving the Ranger. Okay, it was on the center console and it fell down onto well, the passenger side even, floor. Even the Ranger, there's so much room in there you couldn't find it, and it's gone. I kid you not, it's the strangest thing ever. It's really, literally gone. It's weird, but anyway. SunburyMotors.com. Do as I've done. Start another fabulous vehicle purchase from SunburyMotors.com. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, we got uh, 10 minutes left with open phones. Call us now. Your opinion about Afghanistan. You, you heard Leonard Steinhorn talk about really just the uh, terrible tragedy that it was yesterday and that uh, it certainly is a low point in President Trump's, uh, yeah, President Trump, President Biden's administration, but uh, that it is possible to claw back from this kind of thing. Likewise, use the uh, President. Uh, well, remember H.W. Bush analogy that being wildly popular isn't an assurance yeah, of future that, election. That timing was coming off of eight years of Reagan. Vice President Bush gets elected. He's into that. He stumbles and bumbles around at the uh, checkout counter. At uh, he, he just he he just did not set himself up to win. Uh, read my lips. No new taxes. And uh, you know the the Bushes and the Bush legacy with even uh, W. You know they were they were more statesmen than they were presidents. I think H W made the comment. I uh, people just won't vote for for a person like Bill Clinton. I don't believe instead of going out and working it. Clinton got out and got the uh, ground troops going. And remember, he, he he was on his political deathbed until his wife bailed him out up in New Hampshire, uh, or coming out of New Hampshire. So, uh, you know, very, very interesting when you look back at the history. But uh, uh, Bill Clinton, if anything, meeting him one time, talking with him, he was... Uh, Boy, he made used car salesmen. He was likable. Uh, it, it was like you, you, right. want, you want to play golf, smoke. Even though Jack Nicholas did say he was the biggest cheater he ever played with playing golf, <laughs> but you'd smoke a cigar, have a scotch, play golf with uh, with Bill Clinton. Uh, he, but he, he he was an interesting character. But look at that American success story: where he came from and and got to be president. Was he a good president? Interesting. 1-800-795-9565. Reaction to the analysis of Leonard Steinhorn or your own analysis and reaction. 1-800-795-9565. One of our listeners, oh, you can uh, text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. And you can email us at onthemarket.com. One of our listeners says, this outrageous President Biden is ending. Oh, I read that wrong. Guess what? Guess what the word really is? It's courageous. Courageous. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this courageous President Biden is ending a delayed war. Thanks, President Biden, says Bob. So we appreciate that. No, sorry well, about that. Well, ending a delayed war, yes, but the way you end it might be uh, up for discussion. Another listener says, regardless of how bad our intelligence was, the very top leaders are absolutely responsible for the 13 deaths of our soldiers and 90 innocent Afghans who were killed in that bombing. The plan to have the Taliban provide security has been a fiasco. Also, the plan not to change the laser-focused schedule timeline for our pullout is another compounded mistake. Yeah, I, I would compare this Mike. Taliban security to the ultimate concert, the free concert that the Rolling Stones headlined out in Altamont, California in 1969. You know who their security was, Mark? Hell's Angels. The Hell's Angels. 
And the hell's angels come prepared with what? Cases, bags of things that will alter your mind. So oh. your security people probably weren't in the uh, clearest of uh, Books thinking. on sociology and so on? Yes, yes. Okay. They were, and they were also reading poetry and doing yoga. Paul, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Right. Uh, good morning, men. And uh, I agree with Cindy. We ought to be trying to do the things that are positive here. We've got uh, the fires and drought in the West. We've got a hurricane coming in. We've got all the situation in Afghanistan. Uh, I just want to comment on the idea that uh, we are ending the war uh, after 20 years. And uh, what, what we're ending is our involvement of taking the battle to the terrorists where they live. Uh, what's going to happen now, this is going to be the beginning of a new terrorist caliphate, and uh, they will bring the battle to us. So the battle is not over with terrorism. This isn't the same as when we signed a agreement on the battleship over in Japan, and there was no longer any war with, uh, with Japan. Um, as we, our soldiers were doing a humanitarian effort uh, yesterday, trying to get people out of Afghanistan, and we were attacked by terrorists while we were doing humanitarian work. And so um, uh, the people that hate us and are some kind of weird radicals, um, we're going to keep battling them uh, someplace. Uh, this, is not the, this is not the end of that. And the one thing that I uh, think we ought to thank God for today is that uh, Taiwan is still free. And uh, the reason I say that is because the most uh, important uh, microchips that are being made in the world today are made in a big factory in Taiwan. And if the Chinese take that over, we have a serious national security issue. And I think the Chinese want to take Taiwan. And uh, they see the weakness in our country and indecisiveness with our military. And um, it's, it's a serious thing. So. Uh, I would say go to church Sunday and do a lot of praying for our nation and certainly pray for the people that have lost uh, loved ones, those that are injured, and do what you can to uh, to help. And I would also say get out there in politics and educate people that we want to access freedom in America and opportunity for everybody, and we don't want a paternalistic government that simply keeps people satisfied with some kind of minimal existence. And, um, and so people have got to vote for uh, people who believe in uh, freedom and free enterprise and opportunity for everybody and make the most of education and all the wonderful things that we have in our country. And uh, that, that's, where, that's where I'm at today. All right. But, well, thank uh, you. We've got to stop you there. The, this is not the end of the war against terrorism. It, it's the end of our fighting in Afghanistan against the terrorists. But uh, it's not our, we, they will bring the battle to us. All right. Well, thank you so much for calling in, Paul. Really appreciate okay. your viewpoints. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I would say you go back in history, look at the Russians. Soviets at that time uh, coming out. Uh, people can watch a, a movie called Charlie Wilson's War. <laughs> and at the end of that, there is probably the most foreshadowing comment you can make is the CIA director uh, or the CIA uh, person makes the comment saying, well, yeah, the Russians are out, but now 
you've opened it up to every terrorist organization, every group's coming in. It's the wild, wild west, and I'm paraphrasing what he says. And now the potential is for that to happen here. So that's uh, that's one thing. Mark, I would best, say this. Best bathtub scene of all time, incidentally. It's and it has nothing scene. to do with sex. Yes. No, but a lot of bubbles. Many, many bubbles, bubbles. Thank heaven. I would say this. Nobody's mentioned this any of the callers. I've heard this by a couple of commentators. This isn't a pullout of our troops, or is it? And the gentleman who just called talked about this. It's going to be a, a war on a different uh, platform now. But aren't we more in a surrender decree? Didn't we surrender? And we're trying to get out with our heads maybe held halfway high, but our tails are still between our legs? I mean, th- this is an embarrassment. Our military people can fight and win, and we've put them in a situation now where it looks more like a surrender. So you say President scenario. Biden is surrendering to the Taliban? Seems to be. Seems to be. And maybe it started in the last administration a bit. But uh, well, yeah, President Trump's peace agreement was a well, surrender then. Well, no, I'm just saying that under the Biden administration, aren't we more in a surrender situation than a pullout? Speaking of the white flag, mm-hmm. we will see those flying occasionally tonight. Or do they use yellow flags? Yellow flags. Yellow. Too. Okay. Sorry about that. Yellow oh, yeah. flags tonight. Football, make sure you're listening to Eagle 107, mm-hmm. 100.9 The Valley, and WKOK, and the WKOK Sports YouTube channel, and the Sunbury Broadcasting yep. SBC Sports YouTube channel. You got Seals Grove at Pottsville on Eagle, Eagle and you got Central Mountain at Shikalimi on uh, WKOK. Is that, is that the suit and the chief? Mm-hmm. And we'll be doing that game, mm-hmm. and then you got uh, Lewisburg. And that will be tomorrow at 3 p.m. on 100.9 The Valley. And uh, Mr. Is it Wetzel is single handicap scratch golfer, as per the Steve Jones. <laughs> I got to hear a little bit of the Steve Jones show coming back from all places State College yesterday. Okay. Heard some analysis. I think Seals Grove's going to have some new uh, new blood in the booth. Steve Briggs, former uh, coach at Susquehanna University. And I foolishly at the staffing meeting said, oh, is he the son of the famous coach? Uh, he does have a son <laughs> named Corey. But that's a, not has him. has a daughter named Casey. And they promptly said, no, that's the famous coach. Has a coach. wife named Christine. <laughs> but uh, no, it should uh, should be very interesting. Uh, I will say this: I've, I'm well excited to see what Shukalimi does. Uh, Jim Kaiser getting in there yeah, for a finally team. a full year and getting things moving there. Uh, it'll give uh, the chief and uh, the suit something to to really look forward to on Friday nights. It was a tough year last year. Tough year for all these uh, players and fans. Uh, and again, fall sports, folks. It's not just football. You got the soccer. The uh, ladies' soccer team and uh, and the boys' soccer team. And remember, at Southern Columbia, there's not a football team defending a state championship. There's a ladies' soccer team defending a state championship up there. But you got the cross country going on too. So uh, and again, we talked about the uh, golf teams for these high schools are already out on the links. So uh, no, uh, ho- hopefully there's some normalcy coming back. Uh, uh, great article by uh, Todd Hummel talking about some things that are a little bit more uh, life oriented than sports so where's uh, that uh, in his column in the in the paper day so oh. uh, get out and enjoy uh, some okay. of the extracurricular activities in a safe way all right well thank you Ben for coming in we'll see you next week next Friday's financial Friday believe it or don't the greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce is going to be back we'll hear from art Thomas of Met tech and diversified construction we'll be talking about the jobless numbers but Monday morning Joe McGranite hand and I will start arguing this is news radio 1070 WK okay Sunbury.